No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll see that while worship at the tabernacle could be wonderful, it could also be dangerous. We learn a hard lesson through Aaron's sons that God must be revered as holy by those who draw near to him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. The worship of the Lord in the tabernacle had begun. The sacrifices had been offered. And the glory of the Lord manifested with fire coming out from him to consume the burnt offering. The people were so excited, they shouted and fell on their faces in awe. But with enthusiasm can come recklessness. We pick it up in Leviticus chapter 10. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it put incense on it and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace." This is a tragic beginning to the priesthood in Israel. The two sons of Aaron offered profane fire, which means that it was unauthorized by the word of God. Once a year on the Day of Atonement, the high priest could enter the most holy place with incense. The rest of the year, incense was burned morning and evening on the golden altar before the veil. Nadab and Abihu invented their own ceremony of worshiping the Lord, and he would not accept it. They were not high priests, it was not the Day of Atonement, and they did not burn the incense on the golden altar as prescribed. So the fire of the Lord broke out against them. Now this seems severe to us, but we do not understand the holiness of God. Concerning this passage, J. Vernon McGee said, The holiness of God is set forth at the beginning of the age of law by this incident. The holiness of God is set forth at the beginning of the age of grace by the incident concerning Ananias and Sapphira. Death was the drastic penalty in both cases. Our God is holy and he deals with his children on that level. For our God is a consuming fire, Hebrews 12, 29. It's something we all need to learn today. Even under grace, we are not free to invent new ways of worship that are not authorized by God. Jesus said that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. God had moved in a powerful way, manifesting his glory and fire. And in times of spiritual fervor, people sometimes get carried away. What they think is spirituality is, in fact, carnality. Before doing anything in worship, we should ask ourselves two questions. Number one, does it follow the pattern revealed in God's Word? And number two, does it glorify God or draw attention to self? 
Warren Wiersbe writes, The Spirit of God will never lead believers to do anything contrary to the Word of God, no matter how happy or enthusiastic they may feel. In this moment of tragic loss, Moses told his brother Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. Greater privilege brings greater responsibility. If we are representing God, then he won't let his holy name be blasphemed because of us. If we would represent the Lord, then we must fear the Lord and not presumptuously go beyond his word. Verse 4. Then Moses called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Come near, carry your brethren from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they went near and carried them by their tunics out of the camp, as Moses had said. The anointing oil was upon Aaron and his sons. Therefore, they could not leave the tabernacle precincts, and they could not defile themselves by touching the dead bodies of Nadab and Abihu. Moses instructed Aaron's cousins to take the bodies of their relatives outside the camp. And Moses said to Aaron and to Eleazar and Ithamar, his sons, Do not uncover your heads nor tear your clothes, lest you die and wrath come upon all the people. But let your brethren, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which the Lord has kindled. You shall not go out from the door of the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die, for the anointing oil of the Lord is upon you. And they did according to the word of Moses. It would have been natural for them to have mourned the death of their sons and brothers, but if they had shown any of the traditional signs of mourning, then it would have appeared to the congregation that they were accusing God of being unjust, for they were the anointed priests and representing His holiness. In that case, the fire of God could have broken out against them and they would have also died. Therefore, they would have to restrain themselves and let their family members and the congregation mourn in their place. They may have strongly desired to quit what they were doing and leave the tabernacle to go be alone, but they did not have that option. This is not unlike fighting in a battle when your comrade is shot and killed next to you. You don't have the luxury of quitting or weeping. You must fulfill your duty. There are times when serving the Lord requires us to deny ourselves of normal human activities. As priests of the new covenant, we are not under this kind of strict law about not mourning because of the anointing being upon us. We are certainly permitted to mourn the loss of our loved ones. However, the scripture tells us that we do not mourn as those who have no hope. Verse 8, Then the Lord spoke to Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine or intoxicating drink, you nor your sons with you, when you go into the tabernacle of meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, that you may distinguish between holy and unholy, and between unclean and clean and that you may teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken to them by the hand of Moses. 
why would God say this directly to Aaron at this point? It is very possible the native in Abihu had been drinking wine that day and had come under the influence. In that case, their judgment would have been clouded. God commanded Aaron that neither he nor his sons were to drink any alcoholic beverages when they went into the tabernacle. It was their duty to distinguish between the holy and the unholy, between the unclean and the clean, and to accurately teach the word of God to the people. How could they do that if they were intoxicated? They needed to be sober-minded. We cannot be under the influence of alcohol or drugs and controlled by the Spirit at the same time. As the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, But you, keep your head in all situations. Verse 12, And Moses spoke to Aaron and to Eleazar and Ithamar, his sons who were left, Take the grain offering that remains of the offerings made by fire to the Lord and eat it without leaven beside the altar. For it is most holy. You shall eat it in a holy place because it is your due and your son's due of the sacrifices made by fire to the Lord. For so I have been commanded. The breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the heave offering you shall eat in a clean place. You, your sons, and your daughters with you, for they are your due and your son's due, which are given from the sacrifices of peace offerings of the children of Israel. The thigh of the heave offering and the breast of the wave offering they shall bring with the offerings of fat made by fire to offer as a wave offering before the Lord. And it shall be yours and your sons with you by a statute forever, as the Lord has commanded." The breast and the thigh were the priest's portions of the peace offerings. They were to be eaten in a clean place with their sons and daughters. And in this way, they would have fellowship with God. Normally, this would have been a time of rejoicing, a festive meal. But a dark cloud was over them that day. Verse 16, Then Moses made careful inquiry about the goat of the sin offering. And there it was, burned up. And he was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, the sons of Aaron, who were left, saying, Why have you not eaten the sin offering in a holy place, since it is most holy? And God has given it to you to bear the guilt of the congregation, to make atonement for them before the Lord. See, its blood was not brought into the holy place. Indeed, you should have eaten it in a holy place as I commanded. Now, a portion of the sin offering, in this case the goat, was also to be eaten by the officiating priest. But when Moses investigated the matter, he found that they had burned it rather than eating it. And he was angry with the remaining sons of Aaron for their disobedience. This was considered even more holy than the peace offering and had to be eaten in a holy place within the tabernacle precincts. By eating it, they were figuratively bearing the guilt of the congregation within themselves. If the sin offering had been for their own sins, then the blood would have been brought into the sanctuary and they would have been forbidden to eat the meat. But since the blood was put on the horns of the bronze altar, then the meat was theirs to eat. And Aaron said to Moses, Look, 
This day they have offered their sin offering and their burnt offering before the Lord, and such things have befallen me. If I had eaten the sin offering today, would it have been accepted in the sight of the Lord? So when Moses heard that, he was content. You see, the family had not been allowed to mourn the loss of Nadab and Abihu, and so they fasted rather than eating the meat of the sin offering. Had they eaten the sacrifice, their hearts wouldn't have been in it. They would have only been going through the motions. Would God want that kind of service? The answer is no, he would not. God wants sincere and not hypocritical service. Therefore, Moses accepted Aaron's explanation. Leviticus 10 yields some valuable takeaways for all who would serve the Lord. Number one, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If we would come near the Lord, then we must regard Him as holy and glorify Him before others. Second, we must always keep a clear head so that we may obey the Lord's commandments, being sober-minded. Number three, at times serving the Lord requires us to deny ourselves of normal human activities, at least temporarily. May God help us to always worship and serve Him in ways that are pleasing to Him and keep us out of trouble. In seeking to worship God in the Spirit, may we not breathe the Spirit. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. We hear so much these days on which foods we should eat and which we shouldn't eat. Likewise, God has specific dietary instructions for the children of Israel. We hope you'll join us next week as we continue our study of Leviticus on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.